Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Christopher. I go by Willie C. And this is the place to be. So, during this time, I want to speak on certain things that touch me in ways. Certain things about my growth, certain things about my life experiences, um, certain things about um, what's happened in life, I can say, that was my fault, that was not my fault, and just give people a transparency outlet for my, you know, overall being. So first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to my family and my friends, and most importantly, I want to give a shout out to God, because God is the reason why I'm here today, and God is also the reason why I am able to speak fluently on the things and I want to give a specific shout out to my 20s I want to give a shout out to myself in the year 2012 and also to myself in the year 2022 because during those years that 10 year gap there was a lot of elevation and a lot of segregation a lot of separation escalating upwards de-escalating downwards but I'm still here and I definitely want to shout out my 20s because I've participated in a lot of things that could have killed me I participated in a lot of things that could have took me out of here I participated in a lot of things that could have had me with terminal illness but I'm still standing and I am very empowered I'm very empowered by this um, so let's get into it. This episode is going to be shout out to my 20s. So yes, um, I turned 20 in 2012 and I was a sophomore ending my second semester sophomore year at Lincoln University, the first HBCU. Shout out to them, 1854. It was a very elevating time for me. I was, I am a first generation college student so it is very important for me to enhance the education for my peers and my colleagues who have yet extend themselves to that level i don't knock it i have plenty of associates in different levels of my life right now so it is very valid of us to kind of be there for support at 20 years old i was living i was loving and i was very generous i feel like i felt like i was an open arm to a lot of people and i was very influential when it came to embracing who i was i just was finding myself at 20. Um, i started dressing differently from what i did in my teens i started talking different um, i started being more comfortable with who i am because at lincoln university it is an HBCU, a historically black college university, in the middle of nowhere. So you meet plenty of people that mainly came from the eastern seaboard um, on the United States. So that goes by New York City, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., New Jersey, and Delaware. Um, and we had other people that came from extended parts of the U.S. as well, from California to Texas um, to New Hampshire to Michigan. Plenty of people. Just, but the commonality of everybody was black. We all were black for us, by us, and we came from different backgrounds, different upbringings. So meeting new people and meeting um, just different people, walks of life, it was very 
overwhelming for me. I wanted to be a part of everybody's journey just to let them know that I'm here. Um, I'm here to support you. I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to help you. Um, but I did have some times where I was a little bit too passionate in my existence. Um, I felt like I was all over the place at the time. And as I go into 2013, um, I did a lot of monumental things in 2013, but I've done a lot of things prematurely in 2013. And it was very touching because I turned 21. So when I turned 21, um, shout out to my birthday twin because I have somebody um, who started college with me on the same day, in the same year, at the same time, who was born on the same day as me. Um, and it's very decent that God placed us together to start our journey, our next chapter of our lives, at the same time. Placed us next door to each other. We were neighbors in our dormitory. Shout out to McQuarrie Hall. Um, we still talk to this day. Um, very close. Um, I actually was probably with him maybe two months ago, perhaps, and we had the time. It's like we are back in school, and I love that. I love people that carry the same energy because it shows that through distance, time doesn't change nothing, especially when there's true love. True love never dies. Um, so we went out on my 21st birthday, me and some friends, and we went to South Street, and we went to Fat Tuesdays, and we were so hyped to show our IDs. That was, um, I'll never forget the actual security guard at the time was like, are y'all twins? Are y'all twins? And we started cracking up. He was like, no, we, no, we ain't twins, but we could, we could be for you. <laughs> but long story short, we had a time, um, I turned 21, so that means I'm able to get into the clubs legally. Um, I just pledged a fraternity, the latest and greatest fraternity in the world. Shout out to Iota Phi Beta Fraternity Incorporated. It is the fifth largest um, predominantly black fraternity in the nation at this time and it's a part of the divine nine panhelic committee so shout out to them and thank you for all you've done um i was very live at that moment of time i felt like i was very um invincible and that can be good and bad and as you can see me turn to 21 I entered my senior year of college so in 2013 I was doing a lot of things um it became overwhelming I just to name it I was in a modeling organization that produces community service based information in um more so community service events um, as far as cleaning up the campus. We did fashion shows um, for fun and we also did a lot of service in other organizations and our motto was scholarship because to, in order to do shows and things like that when we've joined that organization you had to maintain a certain GPA because that gives you the stature of doing things. It shows you that you can multitask and you can be able to be influential, be a scholar, and also storm a campus. And when I mean by storming, I mean walking to the beat of your own in different multitudes of life. And that's what I've learned from that organization. Shouts that we are one family. Um, everybody's doing their own thing. Um, Shouts to the presidents that was before us. Um, when Derek, Hakeem, um, Britt McCarthy, um, Chocolate, they were some influential people um, that I can definitely remember in college at this moment. 
um, just doing their thing and just being leaders, exemplifying the epitome of leadership. Um, so that was one thing. I was also in the Lincoln University Concert Choir. I also was doing an internship. And of course, I was in my fraternity. Um, I was taking 21 credits and I served on the 2014 class board for a little bit, but that was a lot. So in 2014, yes, I was turning 22. I had a lot on my plate and I couldn't juggle everything. Um, I was actually working at the time too. Um, and I just was losing it. I was losing my mind. I felt like college wasn't fun anymore. I felt like college was work. I didn't know that God was preparing me for the real world because I was living in the moment. So I didn't see the things that I would have been going through in life. Like if you carry so much weight on you, um, you will lose it. So losing it, it was very hard at the time. I had to make a lot of sacrifices. One of my regrets was not being able to take a free trip to Africa. Um, that was very hurtful for me because of my tardiness, uh, because of my behaviors and me being all over the place. I felt like I gave up in a way. However, I chose myself first because I knew that there was something I should have done, but I chose myself in ways of taking it on the chin and just keeping it pushing. Um, I knew that I couldn't make everybody happy, so I just stopped giving a fuck. I just did what I had to do and put my school first. I was making a lot of people upset. And when I mean a lot of people upset, I mean so many people in different organizations that I was in was so upset with me. And I literally didn't care. And that's good. People will say that's good and everything. Like, yes, that's so good. Like, you're never supposed to care what anybody says. But it was to the point where I felt heartless. Um, I didn't give a fuck about people's, not opinions, but their feelings. I felt like I was tuning them out to the point where they weren't human, and that's inhumane. So that's why I had to learn to listen, actively listen. That's when I first understood what actively listening was. Then I turned 22 years old. I turned 22 years old two weeks before my graduation. Um, I was in a relationship at that time, um, and I kind of was doing my own thing too. So to be transparent with me, I'm a queer male. Um, queer male means that I started out being gay as far as me liking men. And with that being said, that's a whole nother topic, but we could talk about it right now. Me liking men always been a um, factor for me. It hasn't been an issue for myself, but it's been an issue for other people because growing up in a household, in an African-American household, that the stigma is to, you know, find a wife, X, Y, and Z, you know, find a girlfriend, blah, 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 boom. And I was getting pressured by so many people around me um, that I was gay. People are telling me that I'm gay. People are telling me that I'm going to be a hairdresser. People are telling me that I switch when I walk. People are telling me so much stuff. And this is family and, and um, neighbors and things like that telling me this stuff. So with me just taking it all in and me taking it all in, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. So not then there's other stuff, underlying stuff that goes with that too. But it's just like the main part is I was having so much difficulty finding myself. And especially in high school, that's a tough time. Um, that's before 2012, obviously. But it was just me growing into myself. I had feminine ways. I still have feminine ways. I'm 
very soft-spoken, but I can control a room if need be. Um, I'm very dominant when it comes to certain things, and that's where my manhood kind of sticks out because I can control a room, I can control a lot of things, but it's not worth it in a way. And when I mean that it's not worth it, it means that being the loudest in the room doesn't make you the strongest, if that makes sense. Um, so fast forward back to my 22nd birthday, um, I was with my ex-boyfriend. We had an off and on relationship, but it was very peculiar because we were very attached to each other. Um, and I didn't meet him on an app. That was the craziest thing. I met him in person. Um, coming back from, okay, coming back from a club in Philly called Woody's. Um, on Back in the day, on Wednesdays, it was the popping nights, quote unquote. And I was taking the train back home and taking the bus home and everything. And I missed my last bus heading to the uptown section of Philadelphia because at the time I was living in Mount Airy. Um, and he was getting off the bus to go to work early in the morning at the post office. And I guess I caught his eye. And knowing me, I'm thinking, oh, this man is trying to rob me, X, Y, and Z. But he approached me in a situation like, yo, I think you just missed your bus um, because I'm taking one of the first buses coming down this way. So I don't think there's any more buses going upward. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to walk across the street to get one to 22 because the 22 runs all night, but it just takes forever. But he walked me across the street because I guess he observed the way I was dressing and everything. And he um, said, I don't want nobody to like rob you or anything. And me, I'm so cocky, I, nobody gonna touch me. Cause back then I knew I had the blood of Jesus on me. <laughs> so nobody was gonna do a thing. Child, <laughs> it's just so much. So long story short, um, he asked me if I had an iPhone. I was team Android at the time because I was team Android my entire time in college. My whole college career, I did not have an iPhone. I had an Android. So I told him no, but I had a family iPad, which I did. My father had an iPad. And I used to use that for FaceTime and like different stuff like that, different homework. So he said, when I get in the house, call him and let him know I'm safe. And I FaceTimed him and it was history. That was in 2013. So 2014 came around. We were gonna like we're going through some stuff, going through some turmoil. I was graduating. I um, revoked his graduation ticket. It was crazy. My family came. Shout out to my mom, my dad, and my uncle John. They came to see me graduate. And then my um, friend Denisha. Oh my gosh, that was my friend from middle school. She's so awesome. Still to this day, she's just an awesome person. I haven't talked to her in a while, but I feel her spirit everywhere I go. Um, she came and supported me as well. And it was lovely. I had a good time. My college career went by so fast. So shout out to the class of 2014 at Blink University. 2015, I'll, that from that year, 2014 to 2015, I was heavily depressed because I was unprepared. Like I graduated from school and you know you have the college blues. Um, you don't have a job lined up. You don't have anything lined up. You really don't know what you want to do. And I was going through it the entire summer. I didn't have nothing lined up. People close to me was teasing me, taunting me about me not having things lined up. Even when they wasn't saying it to my face, I know that they were saying stuff behind my back. You could feel it. You know when you could feel like people talking shit and they're just like 
trying to cover it up with jokes on their ass and ha ha he he's like he keys. That's how it was back then. And I really wasn't tripping. Um, I just kept it to myself. I noted it. But when shit got real, they understood why I acted the way I acted. And that's so funny because in 2015, I believe shit got real. And when shit got real, I was in the field. I started working and I started bettering myself. I, was, I had to like figure it out. Um, I moved into my apartment because my father and I was beefing very badly. Like he was going off on me about the way I live and the way I was living and stuff like that. He wasn't tolerating it in his household. So with my mom, she's my backbone for real, for real. We and her got together and I just told her like, look, this is his face. He want me out, I'm out. So I moved. I moved out, got my first apartment, and I loved it. I was working two jobs, um, and I fell in love with my first job I was working at in Northwestern Human Services um, as a direct support um, professional. And it was great. Like, that was my entering in the human service field. And while working there, I was like, hmm, I think I want to go back to school. And I didn't know if I wanted to go back for social work or human services. So in 2015, I was trying to outweigh the pros and the cons, and the cons, I felt like I acted on this prematurely again, um, outweighed the pros. Um, I chose to go to school for human services at my alma mater, Lincoln University, simply because it was only going to take me a year to graduate. And I was so lazy, I didn't want to be in school for three and a half years. So, I had to make that sacrifice, and I, at the moment, it was all good. Like, I loved it. Um, shout out to my cohort, my 2016 cohort in the Delivery Human Services Program. My girls, um, my couple guys in there, Yacht, Tave, all of us, we really did what we had to do. We really did. My girls, Mariah, Jewel, J-Cat, oh my gosh, Turkey Butt, <laughs> Darlene. Love them damn. Like, to this day, I've really missed them dearly because we all, once again, African-American kings and queens doing what we had to do to better ourselves because we knew that it was bigger than us. We knew that it was our bloodline that was going to benefit for our success. So, shout out to them for just keeping us up, keeping us able to do what we had to do, and thank God for being there covering us in the mess. Um, once again, that was 2016, but in 2015, we started our program, and it was real. And then, in 2015, there was a lot of things going on with uh, my friends and my brothers and things like that, that it was just a lot of friction. And God got me through it, because in 2016, I landed my first career job. My first career job um, as a case manager, I loved it. Um, I loved it. The, it's so crazy because y'all want to peep. Y'all want to peep the circle of life. Um, 2016. Um, I landed that job in January. I started working it, working my hand. Um, it was salary. I was in grad school. Remember, it only took me a year to complete my program. So by June of 2016, I was graduating. I obtained my first master's in human services. While I was having, and just think about it, two years ago, I was going through depression, heavily depression, um, heavily depressed. 
just going through and just trying to figure out how and I figured it out I was 24 years old with a master's degree and I was living on my own but sadly um I had to move out my apartment and I felt like that was a blessing for God because I was going through some turmoil then because I'm still young and I was just I was just doing things I wasn't supposed to do I was living beyond my means if that makes sense um just dealing with different type of men um who I shouldn't have been dealing with um I actually got caught up with one guy um it kind of, and this is crazy because I never really expressed this to anybody except my therapist, but that's why I know that I've grown. But um, I was sexually assaulted in 2016. Um, it was rough. Like, I hid this from a lot of folks because what does a man look like being sexually assaulted? Like, how does that look like? You're supposed to be inferior. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be able to defend yourself, things like that. And... In the moment, I was, but it just turned to left. Like, it's so weird that things can happen like this. Um, when you're with somebody and you engage in consensual sex and everything is going well, but then you know, like, when you say stop and you're supposed to stop, not keep going. You know what I mean? No means no. But... He didn't stop. I mean, so it was kind of crazy. Then he had a weapon on him. I mean, I could have lost my life for real, for real. So, yeah, I took it on the chin. Um, swept it under the rug, I mean. And, yeah, I couldn't believe that that, that happened to me. Like, damn, like, I was sitting to myself for days. Like, damn, did I just get raped? Like, did I get raped? And I had to go to the hospital. Like, it was just, like, crazy. Because it's like wow, this really happened to me. Like, this really happened to me. So, they asked, do I want to press charges? And do I want to um, do everything else as far as, like, the rape kit and stuff? Of course, I had to do that. But it's just like, I wasn't pressing charges. I felt like the charges were going to be against him with God. So, I really didn't sweat it. But it was just like, damn, I went through. I went through. And I made it through. By the grace of God, it's crazy. And that was 2016. So I moved out my apartment, moved back in with my parents. And then when I moved back in with my parents, child, this was in 2016. My dad, he got sick. He was diagnosed with cancer um, at the end of 2016, early 2017. So that just took me by a storm. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, what? Dad, what? Like, I was just so annoyed because I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest child. Um, my older siblings, I have an age gap between all my siblings for real, for real. And we kind of, it didn't make us closer, but we had to be there for our father. And he was very strong. 2017, he was very strong. He was still doing what he had to do. He was pushing it. Like, he was pushing it to his limits. And when he lost weight, I lost weight. I felt like God didn't want him to go through this alone, so he put me to the test where I was experiencing life and going through my feels at the same time he was going through his feels, because I was stressed out in 2017. I tried to hide it by drinking. I was going out. I was partying. I was living my life. I was traveling. 
I felt like after I went through my episode of me getting raped, I felt like I had to live and I just had to shadow it. I had to sweep it under the rug. I didn't go to therapy for it. I tried to like brush it back, put it in the back burner, sweep it under the rug. I was partying like no tomorrow. I mean, I could name the spots. If you're from Philly, I could name the spots for you. Mondays, we was at Landmark. Tuesdays, we was at Playhouse. Wednesdays, I was at Millennium. Thursdays, we did a Landmark and a Takeover. The Takeover, shout out to Takeover, because that club used to get wild. That bar used to get wild. And then on Fridays, it was the fucking Fridays. You do whatever you want. So if I wanted to hit the club up with my friend Jay, I would hit the club up with my friend Jay. If I wanted to go out and hit the tail with my girl Faye, I would get hit the tail with my girl Faye. If I wanted to go out with my friend Misha and her friends, I would go out with my friend Misha and her friends. Like, I always hit a move. Five days a week, even the weekends. And guess what? I loved it. When I tell you I loved it, I was living that fast life. I was just getting it. I was making my money. I was having a ball. And it just made me feel good. I loved feeling together. Like, I loved being around people. And I felt like that was making me thrive. And I, my mood, my vibe is just, like, very influential in this place. Like, I felt like everybody was attracted to me as far as, like, my personality. I felt like it was contagious. So, I was living. I was never bored. Gotta take a drink. Um, Shouts to Clear Fruit. Yes, so. 2017. Very wild. I got into some trouble. Handled my business. It was a lot. I, yeah, I had a couple of run-ins with the law in the, between that decade. Um, thank God for getting me through that as well. Um, yeah, that was a lot. So 2018 came around and uh, wow, I didn't even say the major thing, one of the major things, and I'll touch back on that, but in 2018, May 16th, 2018, I lost my father to gastronomic that stomach cancer for people who don't know I felt like one third of my heart was taken from me it was bad um, I was definitely depressed January 2018 I met a guy um, and he was probably not probably at that time he was the most inspiring man I've met and I'm giving him his flowers because truth be told I was 25 and I never met somebody that was so into me so I was just swept off my feet he swept me off my feet um so shout out to him if he's listening he knows who he is he was my ex and we was together for three years and he held me down when my father passed away. Um, to the stream, he held me down. Um, he was there for my mother, and he was there for myself. So I can't talk bad about him. Although we did not work out, I'm never going to talk bad about him because he actually shaped me into who I am today as far as me finding God and finding peace. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. So I buried my father when on Memorial Day weekend um, in 2018. Um, I was very stressed out. I lost a lot of weight. Um, I actually, for 2017, 
2018, as I stated, I was losing weight with my father because my dad lost probably 100 pounds when he was sick. I lost a good 55, and I'm not exaggerating. I dropped from 250 to 195 pounds, and then when my dad got sick and was on hospice, I lost 15 more pounds um, because of me smoking heavy and just being stressed out because I resigned from my job a little bit before he um, retired. I mean, retired. Oh, my goodness. Before he transitioned. And it was hard for me. Like, my, losing a parent is rough. Like, if you experience this, may God be with you for your future. And just understand that the strength you carry is incredible. You are a strong person to whoever lost their loved one, especially your mom or dad commend you for still living and moving and not being knocked off with your square. Um, it's very hard and it was just something that I had to get through. I knew that I had to get through for the sake of my mother. She was so strong during that time and I thank her to this day for just making sure that my dad was comfortable throughout his transition. Um, she's such a wonderful woman for me. Um, yeah, so 2018, I had to bury my father very hard. Um, in 2012, I experienced the first loss, and that's what I wanted to mention. I want to say rest in peace to my grandmother, Lucille Wilson Marcus. That's my girl. If y'all knew me growing up as a child, as a teenager, then y'all know my grandma was everything to me, okay? That girl cooked down, okay? When I mean cut down, I mean Saturday, every Saturday, 6 a.m., the block will be waking up by her smoke detectors because she's frying fish, frying chicken, making pork chops, all that early in the morning, cooking a big spread for us. And that's something that we will not have ever because when she transitioned, everything just like stopped. They always say the leader of your family, when they transition, never nothing is the same. And that's so true. So, Grandma, may you continue to watch over us and make sure that we are valued and make sure that we have all things that make us get by in this world. Um, fast forward to 2018. Shout out to my father. You were everything. We didn't see eye to eye, but most importantly, you taught me the things that needed to be taught. So, Thank you for being in my life for those 26 years, bro. 2018 was very life-changing for me. I felt like I changed. Like, I see the change in me from 26 now, but everything was just like, wow. Um, 2019 came around. I turned 27 in 2019. I'm trying to think, was there anything, like, special Oh, yeah. So, I was a case manager um, working with a liaison company on behalf of the Department of Human Services. And I got promoted um, in that year. My hard work did not go unnoticed. I did get promoted into a supervisor. And with that job, I wasn't really into the position. I was into the money. Okay. I was into wanting to travel. I was into spending money on my man, going, doing things with my friends. Like, I didn't care about what I was doing. I just wanted the coin. And truth be told, they cheated me out of a lot of money, bro, because I didn't get what I was deserved because I didn't know what negotiation was. So, 
that happened in 2019 and I felt like me just going through different issues with friends and my um well my partner at the time it was a night um and I was still pushing through I did travel I traveled to California um I traveled to DC I traveled to a couple places that year but California was the place that stuck out to me um because it was very different from the east coast um so as you know I'm from Philadelphia um Philadelphia is very it's it's a city <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it compared to California um it's very more it's much more aggressive I feel like the people in Philly are more aggressive when you approach them where in California yes you probably have some people that are aggressive depending on where you're at but people was very laid back and they were smiling more um so I loved it out there but I would never move there because it was entirely too expensive and I felt like everything was just far apart, but 2019, it wasn't really nothing to like talk about, um, for real, for real. It was just a year. Um, I felt like I've just grown through that year. That was the first year I lost my dad, so I was just adjusting to life at that time. Um, I felt like when my dad was left, I gained another person, which was my partner, and yeah, that was it. And then 2020, of course, ugh, the nightmare of hell. 2020 came around and COVID hit. Listen, I went through it. I'm going to have another segment on the effects of COVID-19. That's going to be another topic, but I'm going to just give you some brief pointers on it regarding me. It was a lot. I was, I didn't catch a break. I was going through relationship issues same time I was going through issues with my job I was going through issues with um people like we wasn't meshing my friendships we just weren't meshing with each other um I ended up resigning from my job um I was going through it I could I was felt like I was going insane I didn't have nobody to run to um it was just very bad um but the beauty in that was me starting my business and it's entitled SWS215 that's the Instagram page if you would like to follow I encourage you all to do so it's basically my journey I started it off a monetary game but God switched it all up and made me convert it into a nonprofit, and it shows my spiritual game and it shows my wisdom that I'm learning from other people from other places that I'm just showing the world um I tried to exploit myself to gain money. Money isn't everything. Money is the root of all evil. So that's why I had to kind of tune into myself and dive in on a different route. When I mean a different route, I mean explore, baby. I had to explore different things. I had to do things that would hurt me. I had to um, provide customer service to people that hurt me in the past, people that played in my face in the past, people that played in my face in the past, people that played in my face in the past. I had to do a lot of things. I had to be humble. I had to be a boss, okay? I had to be a boss, and it was very touching. It was very vulnerable of me. I felt very sad, but I felt eager. Like, I felt like I needed to do this. Like, this is something that I needed to boss up on. So when I quit my job, I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing my own thing. And that's what I did. 
and guess what? I got discouraged because I was on social media and I was seeing different people doing the same thing I was doing and making bank off of it. And I was saying, I sure was, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. So I stopped doing it altogether. The enemy won that round. Sure did. I didn't have a job. I started working at my part-time job. I ended up getting another part-time job. So I had two part-time jobs. Ended up quitting both of them. No shade. I quit both of them. And then I gained another job that I thought was going to be my career. Woof! And that's so funny because that's going into 2021. So I thought I was going to be a therapist, okay? Well, I'm not, like, at that time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a therapist. I advance my legacy, things like that. And child, I don't know. I felt like the person that gave me the connection to that job just bamboozled me in the process. Um, I felt like I was in a partnership with somebody that should not have been my partner. God did not ordain that to be my partner. I did that off of influence. I did that off of experience. Um, and God was trying to show me a new thing. And although that was a new career at that moment, I don't think it was made for me. It was made for that specific person that I followed to try to get the glory from that because I wanted to be like that person, very influential person. But I realized that was not for me. And I had to realize it when I got fired. Didn't make it through my 60-day probation period. They fired me on March 8, 2021. And when I confided into my partner that I was working with at the time about me getting fired, you know what was said was, and I quote, well, if you need to talk about this anymore, um, I'm here. I've charged $55. Um, so you can definitely schedule a session. A session with me. Child, I wanted to scream. I know this girl did not just say schedule a session with her after I'm going through one of the lowest points of my life and you saw me go through this. Then I, the enemy was just showing me the signs. Showing me signs. And I won't, won't even say that was the enemy, truthfully, because that may have been God showing me these signs of just my placement. Like the placement in that group, it was off. I never had a place there I just know that when you see things, it's for your own eyes to see. You don't have to give too much, but you have to know what you see is for you and only you. And that right there is so crazy because that's when I started learning discernment. And I didn't know what discernment was, so I thought. But at that time when I was living through it, I didn't know what it was. But now, baby, I know what it was. So I got fired and I just was like, you know what? I have to work. I have to create some type of money. I have to bring some type of effort. So baby, I did pop-up shops all throughout 2021. When I say in April, I did a pop-up shop for my 29th birthday. June, I did a poetry slam um, for one of a colleague of mine that I went to school with. Um, shout outs to her. Um, what else I did? A book drive with a banging beauty. Oh my goodness. Shout out. I was working, okay? Let me tell you something. You check the page, you will see the glory. I was working in 2021. I was working my hand. Um, and it's so funny because I was getting hurt all throughout those processes. Like all the people that I worked with 
and they hurted me in so many ways that they don't even know of. But I just kept it moving because I had a smile on my face. Um, because that's what you have to do. Like the glory comes behind pain, and you're going to experience pain while you achieve your glory. So I was moving, honey. I was moving, and I was doing it, and it was great. But I have to shout out this banging hairstylist, um, Tiffany. Woo. Okay, she's a force, honey. Untouched Beauty is a underrated, overlooked hair salon that was located in Alney. I don't know if it's still there right now, but baby, what I tell you, that hairstylist be doing some heads and her glory and her posture was just so on point. Oh yeah, yeah. She was one of my mentors and I would never forget her because she really used to experience the same things I would experience, but she used to be so much more in tuned with what was going on, whereas though I didn't have nothing to be in tuned with. So it's just like I had to learn it, but as I'm learning now and going through certain things I'm going through now, I realized that she's a force and I want to definitely give her a special shout out and let her know that distance and time does not equate to the love that I still have for you girls. So shout outs to you and continue doing what you do because I still see you. Um, that was 2021. In August of 2021, the most important thing of my life happened. I went back to church and I found God. I joined my church in 2021, I believe October, November, one of them, but I found God um, at Emmanuel Christian Center. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, I just was around so many young people that just was yearning and loving on God and just experiencing their relationship with God openly and just being so vulnerable with who God is in our life and things like that. It was just so remarkable seeing that because as young men and women, we fear God, but we don't see God. And we need to be very open with him and very open to what God presents in our lives on a daily basis because we are his puppeteers if you really want to be serious. Like, we're his children. And I had to really learn that but also experiencing a lot of different things in 2021 as far as me about to get ready to like go into 30. So with me being unemployed and doing my businesses and everything, just doing what I had to do, I ended up finding a job in October 2021. It was at a daycare called Acelero Learning. Um, it's a Head Start program. Um, that is established in Philadelphia and New Jersey, and it's free. So if any children that, if anybody had children that needs to go to daycare, I will not recommend Osterero Learning, but there is a program for y'all because truth be told, and they will hate me for this, if anybody worked there and they hear me talk about them, I surely don't give a fuck, but they don't really do too well with taking care of home and when I mean by taking care of home, I mean by letting, if your children have any type of intellectual disabilities or any type of um, behaviors, do not send your children there because they will cap you. And my thing is, I'm all for the children, I'm all for the youth and families, and I want to ensure that everybody's well-being and safety is intact. We're in the middle of the hood. It's a daycare. If you need a babysitter, 
good. If you want to try to find a job and stuff and you need to put your kids somewhere, good. But if they have behaviors, don't do it because it's going to be cat. And I don't want the children to miss out on something or somebody that can help them. So, yeah, that was one reason why I left. And that's crazy because I walked out of that job the same day Beyonce released Break My Soul in 2022. In 2022, I turned 30 years old. By the grace of God, hallelujah, I turned 30 years old. And I just understood so much. Like, I lost a lot of friends. People I call my family. I don't even talk to. Nor do I even care to talk to. Because I know that they're living free just as I am. And it's just a blessing to be taught a valuable lesson. How humble you are for people that you shouldn't be stressing. About life being no crystal stair, just long walks up those stairs. When you're surrounded by people, yet no one cares. But you're a provider, yep, from the muscle. You can't shape the struggle, okay? Started writing my music, baby. I started writing my music. I started writing my poems. I started tuning into myself. I started tapping into the glory in myself in 2020. When I turned 30, I knew that I was flirty and worthy. And I knew that it was going to be people from my past that was going to try to take me down. It's so funny because a week prior to my 30th birthday, I linked up with somebody that um, I went to high school with. And we went to Washington, D.C. And I just felt the enviousness. Like, I, I don't know if that's the word, but I felt the envious behaviors and the envious vibes coming from them. Like, they were so jealous of me. And I tried to tune it away before because I chilled with them before, but it wasn't on that level then because I wasn't trying to peep it on that level. But I realized that it wasn't that, they, I'm not even gonna say that it was envious of me. I just felt like we were in two different parts of life and it showed. So I'm glad my discernment kicked in and I didn't have to chill with them again, but there's no love lost. I'm always here, but it just shows you that God is clear and concise with what he does. I started tuning in to me, and I joined a lot of different things as far as, like, groups. And not groups, like party groups, things like that. Like, groups um, that deal with social work. Groups that deal with mental health. Um, deal with arts and education. Those are highlights of my life. Um, I've realized that in 2022, I had to continue. I knew that I had the satisfaction of a lot of things, but I needed more. So I reapproached my ultimatum I had in 2015 about what do I want to do. And baby, I decided to enroll myself into Temple University to obtain my master's in social work, something that I was struggling with deciding. I did, and I walked off of my job at the daycare and walked back into a case management position at the same type of company that I worked for in 2016. However, it's the season for do-overs, so I wanted to do it the right way. I don't want to rush things. I want to walk in it. I don't want to do things prematurely. I want to be mature in what I do. So I want to do it the right way, I want to do it the long way, and I want to do it the hard way because I know that I have all the tools that get me through because I believe, I am a believer, 
And I want everybody to be encouraged about my 10-year journey because this 10-year journey was very, very hard. I lost a lot of people, a lot of people, but I am very tuned in to what Lord is saying and doing for my life, baby. I'm telling you, it's so good to be free. It's so good to be with yourself and just knowing who you are, knowing what you're capable of bringing, knowing that the people that you were surrounded with is not in your corner, knowing that it's people that you surround yourself with love you unconditionally, but you just can't be with them no more because they bring you down. They bring your levels down. Um, the toxicity that comes with being in relationships, being in friendships, let it go and let God, because he will be your friend. He will be your companion. He will be your partner. And then guess what? He will bring you the person of your dreams. Shout outs to my twenties. Shout outs to everybody that was a part. Shout outs to what the future it brings in my thirties. And I thank you all for tuning in once again. My name is Willie C, and this is the place to be. You're now rocking with 